1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, where we shoot the shit about every episode of Sex and the City. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am, of course, joined by my other host, Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: And good. I don't ever want to refer to you as a co-host because I feel like you're a host.
2: Is co-host a bad word? Is it? I don't know. I don't don't know. know.
1: I don't know either, but...
2: Happy to be a host. Happy to be co-host. Okay. Happy to be a a voice, just not even here.
1: A maitre d'. Could you
2: be the maitre d' of the pod? Letting all the listeners in, just getting them to their tables.
1: Mm -hmm. So there has been some exciting news going on.
2: Exciting or troubling?
1: Both. I mean, it's interesting to see Carrie. We Okay, let's tell the people what's going on, Chris. What's going on? All right,
2: so... Guys, this week in the... Sex in the city cinematic universe, we may or may not have a new Carrie love interest,
1: and you are disturbed,
2: disgusted.
1: I know, I know,
2: I can't even talk about it. Okay, we're we're seeing pictures of this new man, it is the actor. His name is John Tenney. Mm-hmm. I instantly recognized him. He played Andrew Nichols on Scandal. Shout out to Scandal. He also he was, was the, the, the proposed closer. vice president. Olivia Pope killed him with a door. <laughs> oh, wait, a door? No, she killed him with a chair. Either way, it was by the time the show really went off the rails.
1: Yeah, John had had jumped the shark many many moons ago. Yeah,
2: but John Tenney, he's bopping down the street with SJP, looking straight out of a CBS half hour. I mean, what the fuck is going on? He's not even dressed correctly. He looks like Burger. Yes. If Burger was a that if
1: Burger was a Sinista. I have to tell you, I was like shout a out huge... to TJ
0: Maxx if they want to sponsor uh, us.
1: I was a huge fan of The Closer, the show with um...
2: Kevin Bacon's wife.
1: Yeah, loved it. What's her name? I don't remember. Kira.
2: Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, you know famously you. why he, they both did TV shows that season. Do you, do you know why? No. They lost all their money in the Bernie Madoff scandal. So they both had to do TV shows. As a, so that's how you got the closer. Shout out to Bernie Madoff. It's-
1: Shout out. Um, anyways, when I saw this photo of John Tenney walking down the street with SJP, I had no idea that that was him. Like, And I looked at these photos for a while. And I was like, oh, what happened to him? What happened? He kind of is like a burger mixed with an Aiden Shaw looking type of energy wise. I mean, like he doesn't have a big presence like our big boy. No. He just kind of feels very low key, which is maybe what she needs if the rumors are true and Big is dead. She might need like a low key kind of guy.
2: Was he wearing the Chelsea boots? Probably.
1: That's what I'm saying. And she was in her sparkly ass cute dress. And that's what he wore.
2: I mean, talk about the discrepancy between men and women.
1: Sick. It, I will never forget. It's like that meme of Beyonce in this like beautiful yellow gown, and then Ed Sheeran's like in dirty jeans singing next. to I'm time. still
2: not a hundred percent sure what, who, and or what an Ed Sheeran is.
1: Um, he allegedly has COVID and had to drop out of doing SNL this week.
2: Oh no. Well, I hope he's well.
1: SNL is scrambling.
2: Who's hosting?
1: I gotta After tell you, Kim I've K never, did
2: it, I don't really care. I've
1: never watched SNL. Like, I'll watch, like, a skit every couple,
2: t- you know. I watched when I was a kid, you know. Yeah,
1: like, I feel know.
2: like that's everyone's sweet spot of SNL. Like, no one watches it when they're adults. Not that I consider myself an adult. But, I don't know. I was very excited at the idea of Carrie dating again. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not 100% sure I feel this man. Now, I want to be clear. Of course we have not seen him speak, we have not seen him even move.
1: We've never seen their chemistry.
2: Yes, they could have great chemistry. I could be, you know, ready and willing to give it up for whatever this man may come to be. And so I'm willing to eat crow just from the pictures. It, did, it wasn't giving the energy it was supposed to give. Right. And it's just like, we have 10 episodes. How are we getting through all of this? It's going to be shocking.
1: It's going to be very interesting to see, like, how this all plays out and how this all happens.
2: I mean, how are they going to set up her in that head wrap 1940s housewife frock, gloves, smoking a cigarette?
1: Chris, that photo. is it, It's got to be COVID-related. I'm thinking it's either COVID-related. Or she hasn't been back to her apartment in a really, really long time and has to clean it. Like, that's where my mind was going. Like, big as dead. She had to go back to her apartment.
2: To reference into this episode, I was like, it's got to be laundry day. Like,
1: <laughs> Remember Sweet Home or Sweet Oklahoma or whatever? I'm Bravo, that show, Sweet Oklahoma.
2: You mean the Reese Witherspoon movie with Patrick no, Dempsey? No, no,
1: no, no. There was a show on Bravo, oh, pumps, pumps. pumps,
2: Pumps, and
1: she would smoke with rubber gloves on so they wouldn't, <laughs> like, smell.
2: Who has always been an inspiration to Carrie Bradshaw, but Pumps.
1: But Pumps. Her influence. I
2: mean, she's my North Star.
1: Exactly.
2: All right, should we get into the episode? Yeah. Mostly because that Sex the City Cinematic Universe recap was unhinged.
1: <laughs> it was it.
2: I think it was. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's start with a little bit of an episode synopsis. Carrie keeps a big secret from the girls. Charlotte spends time with a new group of powerful women. Miranda dates a filmmaker who brings cinema into the bedroom. And Samantha enjoys the perks of her gym membership. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this episode right up top?
1: Right up top? Well, right up top, we got them at the gallery and then she goes to Bix. So I liked it. Yeah. It was kind of a roller coaster for me, if I got, it, if I'm being completely honest. Like, I like parts of it, and then other parts, I was like, eh. like it just felt okay. It felt fine, but then we ended on a high note.
2: Oh, did we? I mean, for a show right about sex and dating, I think it's totally great and important to have an episode or even multiple episodes, and we will that focus on like how, uh, that focus on cheating, and it's. Mm-hmm how cheating happens in relationships but i thought it was interesting that the episode doesn't have one of the four women in an actual traditionally cheating scenario no one's cheating with someone no one's cheating on someone and so i got the desire to tell stories about different kinds of cheating mm-hmm. but i just thought maybe if we anchored down in a more knowable cheating yeah we would have had a more cohesive episode
1: I agree like the scenarios that they're giving us are a little bit deeper like it's a little bit more complex in the sense of like is that cheating is it not cheating
2: and a little like that's not cheating
1: listen Carrie's cheating on her friends with big that's Carrie's Samantha's got her gym guy who apparently is shaving other people's pussies uh which okay or can we talk about Samantha
2: uh, well, let's hear the monologue and then we'll get into the girls.
3: I wondered, was Samantha right? Is cheating like the proverbial tree in the forest that it doesn't exist if there's no one around to catch you? In a gravity free world of anything goes, what constitutes cheating?
2: So, I guess from that monologue, right, Carrie's saying in a gravity free world of anything goes, which is like she's back to her, I think, bad writing. But we're meant to think that she's approaching the world. As if there is no traditional relationship. And certainly there isn't one in this episode. So I guess that's the out. But yeah, let's get into Samantha, who I think has the like lightest of the four stories for clear reasons.
1: So she meets Thor at Charlotte's Gallery.
2: What'd you think of Thor?
1: Loved Thor. Loved. Such a okay. himbo. Such a himbo. Like he's just like, Pretty, but like dumb as rocks. I wanted to know, like, what brought him to the gallery. Like, he didn't strike me as a man that would be like going.
2: Well, it know. looked like he was doing security. I wondered if he was just oh, there. Like, <laughs> I was like, because I'm there? like,
1: I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to an art gallery. No, but he definitely is the kind of guy doing security.
2: Yo, 100. Um, percent I'm sure he's a teamster on the set of and Just Like That currently.
1: Yeah sure
2: you know Thor's obviously gorgeous, nice looking man mm-hmm. it really all turned for me when right before they're about to sleep together they get in that shower
1: he picks her up and carries her
2: and he says he wants to make sure she's clean now that disgusted me and that's oh, what I, I was they going with worked Thor. Out. i know but like clean and then he wants to shave her So he's like, she's like, if I'd known we'd be doing this, I would have shaved my legs. And he's like, I'll shave it for... It's like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Also, like, I'd be so scared he would cut me.
2: Particularly because men don't shave their legs. I'd be like, do you know how to do this? Right. Is he a swimmer?
1: Well, and then also he, like, shaved her bush into a lightning bolt.
2: Well, okay, so (laughs) he brands her.
1: He brands her. Very (laughs) Nexium.
3: What's this thing that guys have these days about wanting to shave your pubic hair? It's obvious. They want a little girl. Oh, actually, in Thor's case, it was more
0: like being branded.
3: What are you talking about? He shaved me in a shape. A lightning bolt. Where do you find these guys? (laughs) Carrie, are you listening to this?
2: Didn't you think they could have made a Harry Potter reference? Like, the books were out. Were they? Yeah, in 99.
1: Oh I mean that wasn't I been feel funny. like
2: at least the first one was out.
1: Yeah, sorcerer's stone.
2: Yeah, I mean, For come sure. on. SJ, get a Harry Potter reference in there. But what the Marvel is going on, right? I this story just took on a different, I think, meaning to me in a post Marvel world where we okay. know who Thor is and Lightning. I was like, this story is wild. Like, I was like, if what it, if this had aired in 1999, so we're to believe that the whole joke is right of Norse mythology, which mm. is a deep cut. Now it's like, okay, this story makes a lot of sense. This guy's named Thor, maybe he lo- they cast an actor who looks like a Hemsworth, we'd all get it. But in 1999, yeah. we're relying on either people knowing Norse mythology or having read the Marvel comic books.
1: Well, I mean, there was, like, if you watch The Adventures of Babysitting, there is a Thor reference in there. Heavy Thor.
2: What did you think of the idea of being branded by a man?
1: We're Like, it's just weird. I also didn't think of it as, like, branding. I just thought he thought it would be, like, cool. Like, I don't well, think... Well, it
2: obviously is, because he does it to someone else.
1: Right. But, I mean, in the moment, I would be like, oh, this guy just has like, a thing for, like, bush art. Like, I don't know. And then when <sighs> she saw... <laughs> When she saw the other woman and they had matching lightning bolts, I didn't get the impression that Samantha was that upset that another woman was doing it. I think the other woman was upset.
2: It didn't seem like a deal breaker, but before we get to that, I did just want to say that when they're all in Carrie's kitchen, Samantha says, what is it about men this day and wanting to groom you? It's like, that is not a thing, is it? No. What the fuck was going on in
1: 1999? No, men do
2: not. Were men grooming women? I mean, obviously men groom women in a way that we don't want to get into here. No, no. This is like the loving
1: all over again.
2: grooming in the sense of cleaning.
1: Right, no. That's
2: not a thing. I've
1: never been out with a guy who's like, cares about any of that. Let me ever. shave
2: you. Let me. I and also like... that she was saying basically also that the men want to do it. It's like, I don't know. Men are lazy.
1: Yeah, men are so fucking lazy. But Thor also might be like, he is like a gym rad. And a lot of those guys don't have hair on the or- on their arms or legs. Like my cousin was married to a guy that like lived in the gym and he had no hair on his body. He shaved.
2: And is it because he was shaving it, or do you think something about going to the? I thought you were implying that something about going to the gym makes you hairless. I was like, no. No, I've never been to the gym, but I can't.
1: No, I think that there was like a thing about men who work out in the gyms. They like shave their arms. They shave their legs. It's like a thing.
2: Why? I thought only swimmers did that so that they could swim know. faster and that already seemed insane to me. I don't think my body hair is weighing me down.
1: Listen, I don't know, but it's Guys, a this thing. is
2: not a gym podcast, obviously. We don't Clearly, know what happens there.
1: No. No. But yeah, so maybe he is familiar with shaving legs cuz he might shave his own legs.
2: I mean, so what you were saying, right, is that you don't think that this would be a big deal breaker for Sam Jones?
1: No. I think the other woman was like more freaked out. Yeah, Sam was just like, whatever.
2: The episode ends, and I guess we're to believe they never see each other again. But is this the best use of our most morally open no. character? Right? In this epi- it's like no. such a stupid story. So it's stupid. not funny enough. No. And it's, it's like not even we like have like a character. We have a character who we know has been who is cheated with a married man. We saw that in the first season, mm-hmm. and. She's incredibly open and willing to try things. And getting her pussy shaved is the best storyline they could come up with.
1: Mm -hmm. In the writer's room, they were just like, what do we do with her? This
2: felt like, you know, when we were talking to Jennifer Armstrong and she said they would talk in um, the car on the way in. It felt like maybe this actually happened and they were like, we gotta put this in here.
1: It feels so obscure that I completely agree with you. Like, they were probably just like this really happened to me, please put it.
2: (laughs) Please put it in. I can't be the only one who lives like this.
1: I would be like, keep that to yourself, but we're definitely putting it in.
2: Yeah. All right. Should we talk about Miranda?
1: Yes. I am very passionate about what happens with Miranda. So yes.
2: Okay. So Miranda is dating Ethan and he is, it's unclear if he's an actual filmmaker or just a cinephile, The one thing I said is when they were walking down the street as someone who loves movies and has often, you know, gone on dates with other people who really enjoy movies, there's nothing worse than someone, a cinephile, who would talk about movies like that after seeing one. It's disgusting and Azkaban, directly.
1: Directly. He was so fucking annoying. I'm like, Miranda. Miranda, babe. Just leave him on the street. Yeah. She kissed him under that umbrella and I was like...
2: I think she's very attracted to him.
1: I think she is, like, physically, but, like, mentally and stuff. Like, they're not compatible. Like, no. Yeah,
2: it seems they go see really long documentaries and then fuck.
1: Yeah, at, like, midnight. I'd be so tired.
2: That's just not what I want to do at midnight. No. No. I'm no. like, we're either staying out and, like, going dancing or I'm taking my ass to bed. I'm... <laughs>
1: There's no in between.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, so they go back to his place. Which I guess we're also to believe, right? He only ever has sex at his place where he can control the fact that porn is playing. So that's another strange dynamic.
1: queued up, all ready to go.
2: That's so funny, right? Because it's like, is there just a VHS tape in his VCR at all times? Yeah. And his TV is set to that setting so he can hit just play.
1: He's like, I'm going out with Miranda tonight. I gotta set that up.
2: Let me pop in my favorite flick. <laughs> I guess it would actually be harder now. you got to make sure your internet's on and pull up your right. Go to your yeah. favorites. you got to open you an incognito just, window. I yeah, mean, it's got to be a lot.
1: You can't just, like, hit the power button and, like,
2: yeah. people are it, Ethan's really struggling in a 2021 world to get his porn simply ready and raring to go. Here's for hoping he lives in a building with Ethernet. I mean. Yeah.
1: I would love to see what he's up to now, to be honest. But. So they go back to his apartment and they're like making out on this beautiful chair. I clocked the chair and he just turns on the television and there's like porn and he's watching, like he's not even looking at it and he's straight up watching the porn.
2: What would you do?
1: Oh, Chris, I would literally just leave. I'd like, oh, I would
2: do it once.
1: No, i feel like I'm going now
2: because the way he says it, he plays it off like, yeah. Don't you think it would be hot? It's like hot. It's some, if it, you're it wouldn't like, really. It wouldn't bother me the way it is presented the first time.
1: It would bother me because he's like not even like engaging with Miranda. Really, he's like kissing her like sideways and like staring at it. And I would be like, no, I. This is weird. I don't like this. I don't have a problem with porn. Like if that's what you are into, but like don't do that the first time that you're like gonna hook up with someone like that's weird
2: i think it's the only way he can
1: well then that's another problem he's
2: obviously has a porn addiction
1: heavy porn addiction
2: yeah but ultimately right ethan's issues tap into miranda's insecurities
1: oh it would mine as well i would be like what the fuck wouldn't you
2: well i i've never been jealous of a fictional character Okay. In my case, a man on the screen, or it could be a woman if, you know, there are lots of gay men who enjoy straight porn. No. So whatever it is, I would not be jealous of the people on the screen. I don't think it's a I would a just be like, this is something he's into. I don't know, because remember when she says on the street with Carrie, I think he might be more into the women on the screen than me. It's tapped into some kind of primal insecurity of with uh, Miranda.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see that, but I just think it's more of just like an insecurity. Like, why do you
2: like? She wants to think she's good enough in bed that, like, mm-hmm. like you don't need these women.
1: Yeah, like you don't need. You've got and Miranda
2: like... fucking Hobbs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in that suit on that street <sighs> when she ran into good old little CB, I was like, what Yeah, we'll do get they there. They have Miranda in? Thank God. You know what? Uh, just like that universe. What I've seen online, they have Miranda looking chic. And I'm like, thank God.
2: Well, by the end of the show, Miranda's going to look great, and she wears some of the best clothes in the second movie. I mean, the dress she wears to the wedding in the second movie. For
1: someone who really hates the second movie, you reference it quite a
2: bit. Look, again, I told you guys, I only am allowed to watch the episode we're talking about that week and the second movie. I don't know why I made that rule.
1: Yeah, no one's, like, forcing you to keep up that rule. It's just you.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's the Charlotte in me. I really like rules
1: yeah you like structure
2: but let's get back to sex in the city okay (laughs) ultimately they're at his place again and miranda has one of her classic she snaps
3: all right that's enough this is not a synchronized event look i like you but this is getting ridiculous it's either the women in the video or me your choice but you can't have both
0: miranda it's not that simple i mean i've only known you for a few weeks but I've been involved with some of those women for years. I am
1: so out of here. Snaps. Fucking snaps. I would snap. I'd be like, nope. And she throws the remote at him. And he tells her, he's like, well, I've only known you, you know, a few weeks. I've These women have been in my life for years. I'd be like, you're a fucking weirdo.
2: No, Sam, I did want to make just in my mind something click that relates to the two what? of us. No, obviously we would never be in this situation, but his yeah. final line would we not say that to a man who asked us to give up the real housewives?
1: Oh, I would literally say I would truly
2: on him. say out loud to him, I've no. been with these women for years. They they've gotten me through things, I've been with them. I can't just for no. you?
1: For for you?
2: Thought, Same no. if a man told me like you can't watch sex in the city anymore, I'd be like, uh, give up the gals for I- your ass? Never. So it seems I'm out here defending Ethan. I hate how you do place this. To be in. You
1: turn these tables, Chris. Sometimes during this podcast, in ways.
2: It's a real uh. Yeah. <laughs> back up. Yeah. You and I,
1: we always are like, "Fuck Ethan," and then like by the end, we're like,
2: "Well, he's I a relate. really great guy."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> he I has a point. To him.
1: Yeah, he's making very valid points, actually. Like, we. I just,
2: you know, these are the characters in his life.
1: You're not wrong.
2: We have connections to Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, Samantha. You know, you and I text hourly every single day about the housewives. Yeah. I would never allow any of my fictional characters to be taken away from me.
1: Never in a million years. Like, did you know that I used to hide my love of housewives and stuff with men? And now that it's, like, my job, I'm like...
2: Well, you can't. No,
1: I'm like, (laughs) um, so I really love reality television.
2: In fact, it's my career.
1: (laughs) In fact, it's all I talk about.
2: But so, we've now decided Miranda is the villain in this particular story, and shout out to King (laughs) Ethan.
1: Hey, Ethan. Justice for Ethan, wow, I really did a 180 because I was like, I would fucking leave. <laughs> and now I'm like, how did Miranda ask him to do that?
2: And this is our third story of Miranda dating a man whose, like, sexual desires or activities mm-hmm. are out of her interest area. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but wonder, are these men freaks or does Miranda need to lessen her boundaries?
1: Mm. I think she's a lessen her boundaries. And maybe that's line. what old
2: good old uh, Steve is coming to do. He's going to come in like a like a wrecking ball.
1: <laughs> I love your Steve so much. Like a wrecking ball.
2: He's going to come in like a wrecking ball and say Miranda.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Isn't that like his first line? Like, please.
1: <laughs> yes, when they're at the bar. That's coming up. Yeah.
2: What a yeah. piece of shit. I can't wait to see him.
1: I love that little man. I love him so much. I would love he a He does
2: Steve. have a very hot butt.
1: He's got a great body. He's like, got a great little it's body, and not, it's not—it's not like discussed enough. But he does have a really great body, and I love that he's like. Well, good. I mean, do I discuss that episode right now? <laughs> you want to jump? <laughs> no, forward? let's
2: shut the fuck up and <laughs> okay. move on to Charlotte. Because
1: I'm like about to like get into it. I'm like, he's reading that book.
2: Um. So let's get into Shar This is an iconic Charlotte storyline.
1: <sighs> Very iconic.
2: So we open on Charlotte at her gallery, and she has brought Gareth Davis...
1: Slime ball.
2: A confirmed Toxic Bachelor, a la King Capote Duncan, (laughs) our first mention of a Toxic Bachelor. And frankly, I did think, why didn't we just bring Capote Duncan back for this story?
1: I know that's what you would have wanted.
2: I mean, I didn't need to see Gareth with his squat little body.
1: Gareth looked like a snail. He looked like Gary the Snail from Spongebob. And... He just also, his name is Gareth. Gareth.
2: Oh, I did look as Gareth Davis.
1: I hated it. I hated him so much. Sick.
2: So they're on a date, and it's their second. Mm -hmm. And at the gallery, it's being populated by our background is this and our introduction to the power lesbians.
1: Yes, the power
2: lesbians.
3: By midnight, Charlotte discovered Manhattan's latest group to flaunt their disposable income. The power lesbian. They seem to have everything great shoes, killer eyewear, and the secrets to invisible makeup. I want that
1: one. I'm going to take it.
2: What did you think of their introduction?
1: I loved it. I was like, these bitches mean business.
2: Eileen, the tall black woman, gorge.
1: Stunning. And she's also. And the... her presence
2: was so commanding. Like, she says, like, two yeah. things that I was like, can we follow her? Can she be in the revival?
1: Why do you think she was in SVU for so long?
2: So Gareth turns out to be a total fuckboy at the event and Mm -hmm. is making out with another woman. I did think that the way it's shot is very similar to a season six episode when Queen Jennifer Coolidge will come downstairs from her bag party and find samantha and smith having sex and just the way it's shot is incredibly similar and they're even up against something that's yes. similar it was just i was like wow this tracking shot is very familiar because it's going to be the same reveal except they were just kissing it felt so and familiar samantha had no qualms she was fucking up against the wall yeah she was
1: like hey <laughs> what's that yeah, and
2: then she was like let's keep going who cares yeah. if she's mad yeah <laughs> what
1: well,
2: yeah, did I you think her. of his appeal that it was just kissing
1: I mean, yes, I understand that it was just kissing. But, like, you're at this woman's event as her date. Like, just be respectful. Like, you can make out with this woman, I don't know, leave and meet her at a bar and make out with her. Why do you have to make out with her, like, in the basement of this gallery? It's weird.
2: Well, as Charlotte says, just because it's a second date, that doesn't mean I'm not promised fidelity till the end of it. It's like, which is fair.
1: Fair. I mean, I totally understood that. Like, they were trying to make her sound crazy. I was like... She just wanted him to, like, leave the end of the night as is. And then he can go do whatever he wants. It's doing it at at her job, like, at her place of work.
2: But he tries to get back in. He has a faux apology. But this leads Charlotte to want to enjoy the company of the power lesbians. They go out for drinks Mm -hmm. and lunches. They go dancing. They're seen framed.
1: In a vagina.
2: Yes. In a very vaginal way. Yes. They really wanted to hit home yeah. the sapphic lesbian undertones in this episode. They couldn't just simply say they were lesbians. Yeah, they had to be like, they had to keep hitting it the again spot. and again, as if lesbians have never done anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were like really driving that home. They were like, we're going to have you dancing, and then the shot, it's just going to be a vagina.
2: You will literally be framed by pussy, and we want you all to look very happy and dancing. But Charlotte was having a great time. She looks so cute. She also looked adorable in her Prada loafers when they come to pick up the painting. Oh, and her little
1: red, like, cardigan.
2: I did have to say, and I'm not a huge art person. I thought the art was hideous by the lesbian artist Yael, who isn't featured in the episode.
1: Oh, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. I was like, this is what they're fighting over? Yeah,
2: I don't know. Maybe people would like it, but I thought it was really ugly.
1: (laughs) I was like, what are you going to do with this? It looked like Ed Hardy. True. It It didn't look good. I didn't enjoy
2: it. So then the girls all tell Charlotte, like, she has to be honest with them. And Charlotte is either naive or is being manipulative and says she wants to enjoy herself with them. And Mm -hmm. that she feels she should be allowed that.
1: Yeah, I think she should be. Well, it's It's not for you guys. I'm meeting
3: Lydia and her friends later on tonight. Lydia? Who's Lydia? Haven't you heard? Charlotte's a lesbian. I am not a lesbian. I just have some new lesbian friends. She's been out with them three times in the past week. So? They're cool, and they buy art, and their lives aren't complicated by men. I was a major lesbian in the fourth grade. Wendy Kirsten, we kissed. It was nice. They know you're straight, right? Oh, I'm sure they do, but... We don't even talk about sex. Believe me, it's a non-issue. You have to tell them. Otherwise, you're just leading them on. That's right. You're nothing but a
0: big clip tease. What
3: are you saying? That a straight woman and a gay woman can't be friends? Of course they can. But you can't expect to move to Wonder Woman's Island and not go native.
2: Now, what bothered me was this Sid erasure from Amanda. Miranda. Sid. Sid? You don't know Sid?
1: No, who's Sid.
2: Sid from the first season, who Miranda pretended to be a lesbian with, to go to that party and get a promotion at her job. uh,
1: At the baseball game. Yes. Yes. So
2: she says, I pretended, I I had a lesbian phase when I was like in elementary school. I'm like, bitch, we saw you last year pretend to be a whole ass lesbian to get ahead in your career and then kiss a woman on an elevator. What is going on? Are these writers not remembering what would happen in the first season? Yeah. Do they think we are going to be bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray to not remember?
1: Yeah. They're like, they're never going to rewatch this. No one's going to fucking remember a thing. Because that was from like the second episode.
2: I know we have some new writers, but we have old writers. We have the same actors. I feel like Cynthia Nixon should have said, hey, wait a minute. No, I was a. I did a little lesbian thing in the first season. Does anybody remember that?
1: Right. Right.
2: I just don't like Sid Erasure. I don't like dropping the world building from season one.
1: I, you know, I feel about Sid. She's kind of lame.
2: Look, she wasn't eaten up with energy. Yeah. She didn't really pop.
1: She had two lines. And she but I do
2: think that. she needs to be remembered, and she's a part of our history.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: But then, the power lesbians introduce her introduce charlotte to their queen again they need to undercut the lesbianism by having her have diana the huntress as a statue in the middle of her home i'm like guys this is like truly if it was just a bunch of gay men and they only had posters of like Barbra Streisand in their home and Bette Midler. It's like, come on. And I say this is a man with a Beyonce poster over my shoulder. I was going to say,
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> <Right there. laughs> but wasn't the house that they were in the Gossip Girl house?
2: Was it? I, I, I was it never was. a Gossip Girl's man.
1: Yeah, it was that, the staircase of the statue.
2: But so the woman who's the, you know, richest power lesbian, beautiful woman, she wants to be very clear about Charlotte's intentions Mm -hmm. before she enters their queer space, which I understood.
1: Okay. So you should plan to join us the next time. I know Lydia would love it if you could. That's very generous of you. Thank you. But before we all get on
3: a plane together, there's something I think everyone wants to know. Are you gay? No. No, I'm not. But I do so enjoy the company of all these women. Everyone's so smart and funny, and after spending way too much time and attention on men, it feels like such a safe, warm environment. And while sexually I feel that I am straight, there's a very powerful part of me that connects to the female spirit. Sweetheart, that's all very nice. But if you're not going to eat pussy, you're not a dyke.
2: What did you think of them not letting Charlotte go on the trip?
1: It kind of made me sad. Because I'm like, Charlotte's having so much fun. She's I know, a but there
2: is something to be said for queer spaces need to be upheld. And there's a point to them and there's safety and joy in them. And Charlotte was not being upfront with her sexuality. She was in purposely lying.
1: I think she was just like not lying. I think she was just like not telling the truth.
2: Which is lying.
1: (laughs) As as those words left my mouth, I was like, that's so lying. That's the definition
2: of lying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. She was lying. Listen, I understand. I just felt sad for her because, like, this group of women, like, meant a lot to her. Like, it really made her happy. But I do understand what you're saying, of course.
2: I do appreciate that she, when, you know, self-describing herself, says she is drawn to this female energy, which you can obviously see her female friends mean a lot to her. Charlotte is someone who desperately wants, like, a companion and a traditional husband Mm -hmm. and marriage and children, but obviously she wants to also cultivate a life outside of that. And the people she's chosen for that life are three women. Well, now two, perhaps. So it just made me think, like, could we not have explored, like, Charlotte being a little bisexual?
1: That's definitely not a shark. I would have liked it. No.
2: If she's she's got this in her, she's drawn to the female spirit. At yeah. least a kiss somewhere would have been nice. I would have liked it. Her yeah, and Samantha I gotten together.
1: I, oh. Well, I, did it? Samantha picked Charlotte to have a threesome.
2: Yeah, she was drawn to her innocence, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And Carrie wanted Samantha because she wanted someone who knew what was going on and nobody was fucking Miranda. And that drove her insane. God, I miss season one.
1: I, I would have been hurt as well, I would say.
2: But who do you think Charlotte's cheating on here? Like, how does cheating fit into this story as we're hearing it? Is she cheating on the women because she's got new friends? Is no. she cheating on herself because she's lying? Because she's lying.
1: I think she's cheating on the her new friends by,
2: by withholding keeping, the truth. Yes. That that is a form of cheating. Yeah. But as we just learned from you, not telling the truth is not lying. Just so withholding. Men who truth. might want to date Sam, just know. As long as you can't lie to her, but you can not you can not hold
1: information. <laughs>
2: yeah she's okay with that just don't lie to her you don't right. have to tell her the truth no nope. but don't lie
1: yeah just withhold information from me and if you're a man wanting to date me listening to this podcast you can do whatever you want
2: <laughs> it's it's a wrap because you've yeah. already said you don't give head
1: yeah oh god and oh I wait guess. no
2: wait no actually you no, do do that other,
1: it's the other way right yeah
2: now. actually that's gonna work in your favor is it I, i'd imagine i don't know unless you're trying to date mr pussy Which I don't think you were. You were not (laughs) pleased with him. Let's get into old CB.
1: Okay. Let's chat about old CB.
2: Carrie is at the gallery party and she tells a lie to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And she goes and visits Mr. Big. Mm -hmm. And and he looks so good. When she opened that door and he was just wearing that oversized white shirt, loose, a few buttons down. I had the fucking (laughs) chelsea.
1: No, I was like, whoa, that's a man.
2: I had to pause it. I had to collect myself, mm-hmm. to stare at it, take a few screen grabs, mm-hmm. start okay. a new folder.
1: Okay. Yeah, I. he looked so sexy. And he was like, oh, this old thing. I was like, oh.
2: They go at it on the couch. Mm. And she feels incredibly sexy about their relationship. But she is very unclear about what they're still doing, and Mm -hmm. what the parameters of it are. And she leaves the next morning before he even wakes up. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I thought was interesting, and they go to the farmer's market, which I just thought was cute seeing them out. So cute. Carrie reveals to the girls her thoughts on cheating. Mm -hmm. And they're like a lot less rigid than I think I had forgotten her take on that. I knew we were going to get all four of them talking about cheating. And I'd forgotten that Carrie is just kind of like, yeah whatevs
3: i just don't think that you can define cheating in absolute terms you're saying you think it's okay to cheat well i think maybe there's a cheating curve that and someone's definition of what constitutes cheating is in direct proportion to how much they themselves want to cheat that's moral relativism i prefer to think of it as quantum cheating the fact is the act of cheating is defined by the act of getting caught one doesn't exist without the other
1: She's like, every situation is different. Like, it's not so black and white with her. Whereas Samantha thinks it's totally fine. And Charlotte's like, it's not okay.
2: And Miranda's also very kind of, I mean, by the books on it. Yeah. Um, And obviously, right, eventually we'll see that that is the truth because she takes a very long time to get over um, Steve's cheating in the first movie. Um, I can't wait to talk about that because I hate that storyline. Not because I don't think Steve would do it, but because I don't appreciate that it positions that, like, this is something Miranda needed to grow for. It's like, yeah. wait, he cheated. She does she, she does not need to change and learn how to forgive him. It's like the, her j- journey of forgiveness is like, I should allow my husband to cheat on me. The fuck?
1: Yeah. We'll get there one day.
2: I know. In 98 billion weeks. <laughs> But I did think that her stance on cheating was the closest to my idea of like someone who writes a sex column, who should be very open-minded and open to experiences. This felt the closest of seeing like real world Carrie and the writer Carrie someone who is questioning, like she asks all these questions in the column. And yet when we see her kind of day-to-day activities, it doesn't seem she is that adventurous.
1: No. And like we've, We've said for weeks, like we're just like this woman's a sex columnist. she doesn't seem that like open, she doesn't seem anything, so to hear her thoughts on cheating, I was like, you know,
2: at least I it felt like something it. she's willing to question and discuss yeah. and talk about, and obviously, it's great foundation laying because she's cheating on her friends with Big Now, right, and we know in season three there will be a more traditional cheating narrative when she um cheats. On um that bumpkin. Aiden? That awful man. Trash. Loves KFC.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, better we just move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So where, where do you fall on this spectrum? Um, Like, are you a Charlotte? Are you a Carrie?
2: I think I would probably, in this case, be Carrie. Where it's I like, I think... I don't think cheating is inherently like, hey, let's do it. As long as you don't get caught, it's fine. Yeah. Samantha loses me a bit there. Love her as I do. But I think that it's, A, I think cheating is a spectrum. I think some of it I would be very, it would be very easy for me to get over based off of the circumstances. Like if you were drunk and just slept with someone and you admitted it. It would hurt, but it would be easy for me to get over it. If it was a sober decision, that'd be another discussion. If it was an emotional affair, that's like, I actually don't want to get entangled in this.
1: No. Yeah, that's a mess.
2: Um, So it would just really depend on context, which I'm not sure if that's ultimately Carrie's point in the episode, Mm -hmm. but you can glean that that's almost what she means.
1: Yeah. And the thing is- What do you think,
2: and have you cheated?
1: I've never cheated, I, I'm, you know me. I'm like way too tired for all that.
2: That's true. You simply do not have the energy to that. I chase don't have that. the
1: energy. No, I don't have the energy. I don't. Also, like that's so many like lies to keep up. Like I don't understand how people do that. Like people who are like serial cheaters. And like that's true. You
2: can't even find your emails most days. I really I, don't think you. No,
1: I. Know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like
2: out of basic lack of intelligence. You can't lie. You're yeah. like I got to keep it to the truth.
1: Yeah. Okay. The woman who DM'd me about the wellness check is going to DM me again because you just called me dumb.
2: <laughs> Love that woman. Shout out cheating
1: to her. Sam, Are you okay? <laughs> How are you? Wellness check. Um, no, I feel like with cheating, I do think that there, it's so situational. Like, every situation is different. I think sometimes in relationships, like, it does take two people for that to happen like for it to escalate to that like if you're in a relationship well, it takes three hopefully well you know what i mean like if you're in a relationship and like yeah I'm not, you're having I issues and then like you try to talk to your partner about it and they're just not being receptive and it's like this whole thing i get how you would be like not pushed but like i get how that would be an option but people who are like
2: could you forgive it
1: could i forgive cheating Oh, I don't
2: know. Right? You can kind of, there's the intellectual understanding. Shit happens, and I totally get it, and maybe we have trouble in our relationship, but if your partner came back to you and said, this happened and I cheated, do you think you could forgive it? Emotionally. Like, it's Mm. easy to understand it intellectually. I don't think so. Same.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, like, yeah, this
2: is how I want to say I feel. mm -hmm. And actually, no, that's not true. I have forgiven cheating. But also, like, I've cheated. But... Shit happens. Also, yeah. I'm gay, and I'm not even sure cheating exists.
1: <laughs> yeah. I th- but then again, there's people who are, like, fucking sociopaths who, like, just straight up are, like, serial cheaters. And it's, like, there's nothing wrong in the relationship. It's literally just them. I, so it's, yeah. like, there are those people, too. I don't fuck with those people.
2: Yeah, those fucking straight men just running amok.
1: Oh, yeah. Hellions.
2: But so we leave that scene, and we go to Big's apartment. And guys, we get a second look. My man is in an all-black sweater, turtleneck drinking, a gorgeous glass of red wine. I was at completion in that moment. Oh, okay. It was a lot. Come on.
1: No. She's making
2: fondue. He's like, bitch, this is awful. Which I'm not even sure how you screw up fondue. (laughs)
1: I think that's the point. Like, it's cheese. Like,
2: Carrie's such a mess.
1: She's like, I ripped up bread. I was
2: like, Carrie. So they're trying to figure out the parameters of their relationship. But also, we're seeing her slip into the little characters again. Yeah. She's trying to cook and be cute and work in a domestic space that we know she has no business in. None. And he's very kind about it and just says, let's go to a restaurant. Like, you, <laughs> why are we pretending you know how to do this? Yeah. And also... It's a nice callback to the earlier episode where she was afraid he never wanted to leave the house with her. Mm -hmm. He's saying, we don't need to be here. Like, we can go out anywhere you'd like.
1: Yeah. And then we get them doing that little dance where it's like she wants him to say, yes, we're together at that. But I just haven't told my friends.
3: I haven't told any of my friends. We're seeing each other again. Mm -hmm. Neither have I. Well, that doesn't count. You have no friends. I have interested parties. Then why haven't you told them? I sensed you didn't want me to. Bullshit. Well, what do you want me to tell people? Nothing. Good idea. Let's keep it quiet. Why do you want to keep it quiet? I just want to be agreeable. (laughs) They're always
1: doing this like dance, like where they're just dancing around each other. And it's like, it's so frustrating. But I did think it was
2: a little bit more direct here. Um. than it has been it's not as bad as some of the season one stuff but she leaves the next morning and runs into Miranda and it's such a great scene because she lies so expertly
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's like oh
2: Miranda asks and then she quickly says she's going to the dentist and then what she does is changes the subject to something she knows Miranda wants to talk about yeah. which is the best way to lie is yeah. to just get the other person to talk
1: yeah and she's like, I was at my dentist.
2: She says, I've never lied to Miranda before. I was like, well, you're really good at it. So you've been yeah. lying to somebody. <laughs> you- <laughs> Yourself?
1: No. It, that's very true. Miranda's just like, oh, okay. Like, just buys it. And it's just like, I'll talk about Ethan and his weird porn addiction.
2: She's like, you're dressed really, like, fancily for the dentist. Mm-hmm. And she says, again, laundry day. And then they just go on about their I business. Have to tell it you, did remind me that of. Vi- oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I don't think I would ever ask my friend that many questions. Like if I saw if them, you saw on, the them street, on
2: the street at 7 a.m. in a cocktail dress.
1: I would be like, oh, hey. I would
2: absolutely be like, um, well, I would be very clear of like, well, bitch, you didn't go to the dentist. Yeah. You did not sleep at your place. You don't live in this neighborhood. I would put her on Front Street. <laughs> like, I, would, I don't I would, think Miranda asked enough questions. I
1: would probably like be like fine in the moment. And then I would walk away and be like, wait, that was weird. Like that's what I would do.
2: No, I would have been street investigative journalism, take out a pen and a pad and be like, so wait, so where were you? It does seem like you still have your diaphragm in, from what I can tell.
1: Okay, let's get to that. Okay, so let's
2: talk about that. They are all at Carrie's apartment, and they're going to see a movie. Yeah. All the gals are there. Yeah. And in an iconic moment, Carrie comes out of the bathroom and says, she looks adorable.
1: So cute in her casual look.
2: And she shares that her diaphragm is stuck. And Samantha is a goddamn real one.
1: She's a real one. She was like, oh, I'll do it.
3: Is everything okay in there? Actually, no. I need help. This is embarrassing, but I, I got a new diaphragm and it's stuck. How long has it been in there? Mm, since last night.
1: You mean while you were out getting your teeth cleaned this morning? It was- yep.
3: Now listen, I'm either going to have to make an emergency visit to my gynecologist or one of you is going to have to give me a hand. I'd help you, but I'm not very dexterous. You're the lesbian. Go in there. No. Go. And I just had my nails done.
2: Would you allow someone to do that would you do it would you allow someone to do it
1: i would definitely be the friend to do it i would help my friend
2: i could not allow someone to do that for me because i don't have those parts but i would not do it i would simply say no thank you
1: you're right you
2: i would have been like we can definitely uber and drop you off at the gynecologist
1: right if my friend looked at me in desperation and was like listen but i would also be like why are you using that that's not a common source.
2: Of I think they were probably more popular in 99. Really? Right? Because there's that episode of Seinfeld about, like, the... I'm always mentioning Seinfeld Are You these really?
1: Days. No. <laughs> every every week, it's like, well, it's a callback to Seinfeld. So I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs> Guys, this is a Seinfeld podcast. Shout out to Elaine Bennis, who's from Baltimore. Oh, my God. Um, There's that episode where Elaine is concerned about her contraception going off the market and she uses the sponge. And I think someone mentions the diaphragm. They were mentioned a lot at that time, I think. So I think maybe they've fallen out of favor with the kind of IUDs of the world and just like LOLs use a condom.
1: Yeah. Diaphragm just it's just also. So I don't know that people are
2: using them now. I was also kind of like Confused about the mechanics. Because they're so surprised it's still in there. I was like, well, how quickly does it need to get out?
1: Right. I'm like, I don't know. Because if that's the I case, then understand.
2: Carrie is dizzy. as She should have taken it out as soon as she and Big were finished.
1: Right. She must have been busy that but, day. But,
2: I, oh, I guess it was stuck. Right. How long has she been in that bathroom?
1: <laughs> All day. But Samantha so <laughs> takes it out. And they're walking to the movie theater. And they're, like, talking to her about, like, well, we got to talk about this. Like who are you fucking
2: and she shares the truth about her relationship with big yes with them
3: it's something that started again a few weeks ago i don't know if it's real or not so i didn't want to say anything but it's big oh my god you're sleeping with big carrie he was such an asshole to you Uh, really i mean maybe sometimes but what makes you think it's gonna be any different this time well i don't know i'm not sure they are but it just, it kind of feels okay. If it feels okay, why are you sneaking behind our backs? Look, we've got this physical, chemical kind of connection that's hard to shake, so lay off, okay? So now it's going to be a casual sex thing? Maybe. Well, that's going to work. Even I am not that naive. You know what? I'm really not in the see a movie anymore. Carrie. Carrie. I come can... up. up. Oh. Come on.
2: And guys again we have the appearance of sarah jessica parker the actress she's such a little girl in that moment when she's talking to them oh yeah she's got a little ponytail but also her voice lowers she's really like pleading to them to understand even though she doesn't really have language yet about it she's unsure of it Mm -hmm. but trying to sell it to them and ultimately all she can do is like just say like well fuck it i'm walking away yeah and luckily they follow her
1: felt for her though like when i was younger i was definitely a lot more vocal with my friends about like how i felt about whoever they were dating and now i'm just like listen that's not my fucking place like i well i think we learned that
2: from sex in the city it's like yeah everyone's relation my friends relationships are my business it's like wait no it isn't
1: no it's actually not your fucking business and it's like
2: stay out of it now
1: what i do take issue with is like i call them assholes. Like people who are constantly coming to you with, like, what should I do about this? What should I do about this? He said this. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop asking and do something. Yeah. I, myself.
2: <laughs> no, but because, right, that'll become a storyline in a few episodes when, after she and Big break up in this season, yeah, where they finally cut her off and tell her she needs therapy. yeah, And really then she stuff. also spent most of season one going to them. Remember, she was having pasta with Miranda yeah. and went on that crazy monologue before they run into old Skippy. So it's not like she hasn't opened herself up. And she's also made them a huge part of her trying to get over big yeah. this, she's not the kind of person who showed up to lunch and was like i'm good and i'm like don't need anything yeah she's wanted to talk about it and ruminate on it so she's invited them in mm-hmm. so i think it is fair that they do have opinions in this particular place.
1: i agree i agree because they're
2: a group that spends a lot of time talking a because they're on the tv show right. but b because they're buddies mm-hmm. um in a very deep personal way And so I think it's fair of them to really say, like, what are you doing? Yeah. The point needs to be made, and Big makes it, you broke up with me.
1: Right. He's like, you remember, like...
2: The women all handle it like Big broke her heart and treated her really poorly. All Big said was, I'm not really ready to say I'm in love with you yet. My relationship with my mom is pretty sacred, so I'm not letting you in. And, um, hey, let's go to Puerto Rico or wherever. (laughs) Last I heard, that's not the worst fucking thing you can say to someone you've only been dating for four months. I agree. So, you know, shout out to
1: Big. It never not surprises me.
2: But then they go dancing and she confronts Big to try to get them on the same page. I did think here they are actually having a bit more of a direct conversation, even if she is not completely honest.
1: I agree.
0: Oh. Is that it?
3: No, not just that. I wanted to tell him that I was afraid he could never love me the way I wanted to be loved. I was afraid that maybe he didn't really have the capacity to love anyone but himself. I was afraid that given the chance, he'd break my heart again. But I cheated and just said, I guess I was afraid.
0: I can tell you one thing. I sure did miss you. Officially.
3: Did you cry?
0: No, but I did listen to a hell of a lot of Sinatra.
3: And there it was, I guess we were back together, officially, whatever that means.
1: It's like a cute moment. I did think it was cute how she was like, he could tell I wanted to talk. So he took me to the place like where you can't have a conversation.
2: And, and yet it's like, also, you absolutely can have a conversation. You're I don't not like, like well, they're slow dancing, by the way. They're not grinding. Right? Like, they're not in
1: like in the, the club.
2: club. <laughs> yeah. I. By the way, I'd love to see those two in the club. Oh,
1: I would love to see big in a club.
2: But it's like, they're slow dancing in a perfectly well sounding, like there are only two other couples doing it also. Yeah. Nobody else there. I was kind of like, what the fuck is this place?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a cute moment. They were finally—I felt like on the same page, which is something that like very rarely happens with them. And she's like, "Yep, we're officially back. We're back, baby."
2: They're back, but I have to say that again. You know, I've been talking about how there's an undercurrent of sadness underneath. Of like, they'll say like, "Oh, we're back. We're really like back together," but they're playing a game that's about winners and losers. Dancing is. A great thing it looks very sexy the song playing behind them is um they can't take that away from me which is ultimately a song about like a relationship that's ended what you can't take from someone are the memories of that relationship but yeah. it's not like we're in love and great um so i just thought that was
1: that's interesting
2: as i was listening to it underneath i was like even this is a little sad. I'm not sure that we're really selling this This as this great romance. I mean, Chris Noth is obviously selling everything.
1: And you're buying it.
2: Oh, yeah. What did you think of the fashion in this episode?
1: My favorite fashion moment was them at the farmer's market and Samantha's in this, like, white coat. And it just was so beautiful. And with, like, a white, a crisp white shirt under it. It was, like, gorgeous.
2: Yeah, I thought that was great. I loved Carrie in the bathroom getting ready, Cash, I thought she just looked so great. And there'll be a lot of looks later when she's writing that are kind of like, would you sit in your house writing in that? And they should always look at that outfit as the template for her hanging out at home.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And I thought Charlotte looked amazing during that scene. She's dressed up to go dancing with the lesbians later. Oh. And she's wearing like a halter top, her stomach's out in a long coat, and then a skirt. I was like, sexy Charlotte, willing to go there for the lesbians. What did you think of the men? We had Big, Ethan, Gareth, and Thor. Thor. Now, I did promise last episode I wasn't going to pick Big.
1: Right. How is that holding up?
2: I then saw him in that white shirt, doubled with the turtleneck, and guys, it's got to be Big.
1: No, I choose Thor because I just feel like... Disgusting.
2: Would... Yeah. You want to be groomed?
1: No. Shaved
2: I... down and then branded I mean, with a lightning bolt?
1: Maybe. Maybe once.
2: He was truly up there with, like, Ben as, like, one of my least favorite men we've seen on this mm-hmm.
1: show. You know? I can't help Although myself. I will
2: say I prefer uh, Ben to the new love interest for Carrie we're seeing on Instagram.
1: You did say that the other day, and I was like, whoa. That's
2: I was lot. like, honestly, let's get Ben in here. Let's get, I'll keep Ben and Bitsy to get rid of that guy. Wow.
1: Wow. Again, had not seen a lick of footage of them together.
2: Not one footage, I'm sure. And by the way, I know the man to be a great actor. Yeah. The, so, <laughs> it was great that's, on Scandal.
1: That's why I'm like, wow, you really gotta, really hate
2: him. Do you have any hot takes on this episode? I mean, the only hot take I had is that I simply lied to myself and the listeners when I said I wouldn't pick big. But guys, next week, I promise.
1: Okay, we'll see what happens. My hot take is like, I came into this episode really hating Ethan and I'm leaving. Not eating
2: him. That's actually the hottest take of this episode, <laughs> yeah. truly, Is that we have fully turned on Ethan, who I now see as one of our kings. Yeah. Who was our I, other <laughs> king? We loved. Who was Kevin. like mental Kevin, mental health Kevin? Yeah,
1: mental health Kevin. He was like on Lexapro or something, and he was like, "I just can't get hard anymore." I went to therapy. Tommy and the and...
2: doorman, mental health Kevin, and now Porno, <laughs>
1: Ethan,
2: Porno <our> Ethan are kings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The men we're out here caping for that most fans of sex in the city would simply say, Who's that?
1: Yeah. And we're just like, they are three wise men. They are <laughs> they're getting us through the night.
2: Yeah. What would you give this episode in terms of a score? A five. Yeah, I just compared to the last two, which I really, really loved. Yeah. I would say this was probably like a five for me, but if I had to rate it on the scale of big, it's an eleven
1: okay that I mean, white two shirt, iconic looks that white shirt really did something to you
2: that white shirt sam i really may never recover <laughs> and then to take him from that into the turtleneck woo! Uh, yeah, you
0: get you a man who that. can
2: do both as the internet says yeah
1: okay. and we got casual big not this not this episode but last episode we did get casual big he which levels
2: we he's understanding the assignment oh, no. whatever they say Stop. on we tiktok we gotta cut you
1: off we gotta cut you off <laughs>
2: all right guys thank you so much for listening we hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of season two episode seven the chicken dance make sure you subscribe rate and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the other podcasts from the dip tv watch repeat pop chaser but now we said it and of course hot off the mess and follow us online i'm at c lewis 1219 on instagram sam where are you
1: I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at AngelLofta on Twitter.
2: And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics, and they line our streets and waterways.
2: Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? Nah, no, not. <laughs> Michael
0: Cera. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother father kind of spaniel's going on here? Pause of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG.